This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So yeah, dude, your 49ers thing that you did is now, and it's 11.30 Portugal time. And normally I wouldn't care. Normally I stay up late, but I got a surf lesson tomorrow at 10.30. We got to be you know, at the beach in the wetsuit. So I got to leave here like 10 at the latest and, you know, get, I mean, I got to get up like nine. It's not that bad, but I won't be able to edit it t- till tomorrow. Yeah, I did an uh, hour long PL pod and then a San Francisco 49ers uh, had me on to talk a little fantasy. And then they pushed my segment back another half hour. So sorry, blame the Niners. Um, yeah, you definitely weren't uh, taking precedence over that. I was uh, uh, happy to talk some Niners. But yes, keeping you up very late, uh, especially bad luck on the surf night. That's pretty cool you're, you're continuing to do that. Yeah, I actually bought a wetsuit. Well, Heather was like, oh, this one's like 37 bucks. Got it. I got to try it on, actually, make sure it fits. But. Uh... Yeah, Are you the guy on the on the internet. You see that guy catching that wave this week. It was like most insane thing ever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, totally. That was in Portugal. That was you. That was, was you. That was yeah. It was in Portugal. You know. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, no, nice. No, it's like an hour and a half hour north of Lisbon. That Nazaré is like the famous okay. big wave surfing beach. I've actually been there. Not when the waves are really big, but um, it's sick. It's like you know, dude. You can barely see the guy. He's like a speck. On it was a, insane. On a, yeah. So yeah, I'm you know I'm warming up. I'm doing a little bit smaller than that. I'm just doing like 50 foot waves, and then I'll get to that 115 footer pretty soon. Nice. nice. <laughs> Are you making progress though? It's hard, man. You know, it's like first off because Heather and I got we got into this because I was like saying, man, you know, you're just out there and you're thinking like, uh, like at first you're like psyched, yeah, I'm gonna get a good ride, and then you wipe out a few times, and you're just like, God, I suck at this, and it's it's hard. And plus, when you're 49, like springing up to your feet, like your knee is creaky or your leg doesn't respond. It's not like you're, sure. you know, 19 or something like that, and you just spring right up. You know, it's like a little bit more effort. It's not like you're, you're like, you know, you're moving, things moving. And I'm getting, I'm getting those aches at 40. I can only imagine where you're sitting approaching 50. I can, I, yeah, I can only imagine. You know, it's just, I mean, I'm fine, but it's just surfing. It's a lot of like exploding up to your feet quickly while you're on the move. And, and I don't have a great feel, but you know, I've, I've gotten a little better. Like I've gotten some rides, like I've ridden waves all the way and standing on the board, but that's the exception. Like usually I wipe out at some phase, you know, <laughs> I catch the wave, I get up to my knees and I slip or something, or I just wipe out. But um, and I was just talking about it, how it's so, it's like you go in and you're like, this sucks. Like I suck at this, you know, you get into all that and then you're like, all right, we'll just keep going. And then you catch one and you're like, oh yeah, this is fun. You know, this is good. And it's such a mental thing of like, just trying to remember all the technique things to do. 
And then Heather was like, I got annoyed at her because she was like, oh, no, I just assume I'm good at stuff. And just, you know, I, I don't, I'm not so angsty about it like you are. And so I was just whatever. So I let it go. And then I was like complaining about it today. And she said, yeah, that's what I meant is that, you know, you whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's because you haven't done something that you're not that you're not good at for a long time. Like she was a professional tennis player. Like obviously if she plays tennis, she feels confident, like extremely confident. But I'm like, try, I was like, what if you started to play golf or something that you don't play? And then she was like, oh yeah, I remember trying to play golf in college. I was terrible. And she was like, I, I was like, I should be good at this, but I'm just not. And she was frustrated like me, you know, I was like, yeah, because it's something that you don't know how to do. Like you're trying something new. You're trying to learn something that you're not good at. And most people like, you know, at a certain age, like you just know the things you're pretty good at. You do those things and that's it. There's no more learning a new sport at age 49 typically. So I'm trying to learn this new sport. I wasn't really trying to do it. I'm not really a big, like, I like swimming in the ocean, but I'm more of a land-based type of dude. But it's just because Sasha was going and she wouldn't go unless someone else went with her. So I was going with her. So now it's I'm just, funny you, you, you mentioned golf because I would, I would equate that to it sounds like catching a wave is like the same as a golf. It can be extremely frustrating. You hit shitty shot after shitty shot and then you hit the good one. It's like, that's why I'm out here. You know, it's exactly. the exact same thing is golf. Because once you do hit a sweet one, it does make it all worth it. It's totally like that. And, and then she finally admitted like, yeah, she got really frustrated with golf because you know, golf is hard. You know, it's just like to be consistently good. It takes like a while of just playing and sucking and very few people are just good at it right away. So, um, I don't know. It's frustrating. You get in that water. The good thing is the beach that I'm at, there's okay waves, but there's not like gigantic devastating waves, at least the times that I've gone. So it's not like terrifying really, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's like, that's like another element to it, right? It's like terrifying that you're going to get killed. So it's just, you know, it's just frustrating, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's good. I always feel good at having gone when I, no matter how badly I do frustrated, I get, I'll catch a wave now and then that's really good. And actually last time I rode a wave in and I looked up and there was Sasha riding the same wave. Both of us standing on the board, just kind of be like, Hey, how's it going? Cause she's kind of in the shallower area, you know? So, but she caught like this, the end of the same wave that I was on. And then, you know, it was cool. I was like, Oh, what's, what's up? Uh, and plus, so, plus swimming is just a good hobby to have, you know, I mean, there's, it's good for you. I mean, swimming's great. So yeah, that's uh, and you're there, man. I mean, this is part of your life. You're right there. So, I mean, you should yeah, I'm in the ocean. Yeah. I'm in the ocean, you know, in the sun, in the ocean yeah. all morning and you feel good. You know, it's, it's, it's a good thing to do. So yeah, I, I just, I don't know why this is, but like, I actually, I'm, it's like really a spiritual struggle. Cause I'm like, why do I care if I'm good at this or not? Like, of course I want to like get a good ride, but like, why am I so pissed that I suck at like, why can't I just be like, yeah, I suck at this for now. And I'm just going to try and not be pissed about it, not be frustrated by it. Like, why is it not okay to just suck at something and still do it? There's nobody watching. It's not like, it's not my job. It's not my, there's, there's no consequences. You know, to because me, as you said, everything you do in your life, you're, you're good at it. It's exactly, you answered it already. Yeah. It's because you're used to doing things that you've already accomplished and you've already defeated. So now that you're trying something, it's probably, yeah, your body's not used to failure. So, so frequently. So, yeah, I, I can see it. it. makes sense. Yeah. I guess, I guess we've all just kind of stuck with the stuff we were good at. Yeah. And then you learn, you're stuck at something. It's, but it's like, why should, that's why we don't learn anything new because we just don't, we're just like too embarrassed to suck at something. It's, it's interesting. You know, meanwhile, um, it sounds beautiful, uh, surfing weather, uh, in San Luis Obispo shout out I went to Cal Poly for three years was 120 degrees. Uh, the reading is supposedly the hottest on record anywhere in America is for a place so close to the ocean and where I am, it, it, the fires are, are back and the Bay bridge this morning, 
at 9 a.m. looks like the middle of the night, man. It looks like a, a horror movie or some, something. It's, uh, it's crazy. But um, the fires, the weather, it's a little different where I am than, than, than it sounds like where you are in your nice surfing uh, weather. Yeah, I'm living like paradise. I don't even, it doesn't touch me. But I, I've seen a lot of the photos. It's pretty crazy. It's like orange sky, and it's very weird. And I'm sure with the heat. My phone says hazardous, literally. The air quality uses the word hazardous. Like, I yeah. can't leave the house. Like, the farmer's market is closed tonight. I mean, well, there's no way COVID can survive this air quality. So that's a good thing, right? It probably killed all the COVID in the area. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I'm, that, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that, that, well, that seems like the people live around me think that way. But, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, it probably does, but you're still going to, you know, interact with people outside the area and, and start it up again. But, Oh, you know, you went to Cal Poly, I mean, San Luis Obispo, right? Cal Poly. I did three years, dude, yeah. Dude, I, I took a class there. You were, you, I'm, I don't think you and I were there at the same time. I was 26, so you would have been about 16 or 17. But 2000, I, 2002, I was there. Okay, so I was there in 1996, 1997, 97. So, yeah. so I'd already, like, finished law school, but I was just, like, living on the Central Coast for a year on this crazy. I, I, I didn't realize that. Nice. Yeah, you didn't know. I lived on the Central Coast for 13 months. When I was like, I've told you the story. Anyway, Probably. For, so while I was there, I was like, I don't know. And I wish, I wish I had taken this seriously. I'm an idiot for not doing it. I mean, it was the right idea at the time. I took a C plus, a C plus plus programming class at, at Cal Poly because I was like, oh, I'm out here by myself. I may as well take a class while I'm here and like learn something. So I like bought the software and the textbook and all the shit, went to the class, drove, like it was like 20 miles from where I was staying, you know, went there a few times a week for like a semester. And I remember being like 26, thinking, oh, yeah, they won't be able to tell the difference between me and these college kids. And I looked at these college kids, and I was like, holy shit, these are like children. They look like 14 years old to me. And I was like, I'm way old to be here. But anyway, I was at your college. That's where I, yeah, I was no, there a couple years before you. Yeah, Sloan's a great town right by the ocean there. It's, uh, they, don't even, they don't allow drive throughs at their fast food because they don't want people moving. They want you to stop at their city, little quirky stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, interesting list. Um, I'm sure you had told me that at some point, but um, but I for, uh, forgot. But yeah, but anyway, it's uh, just so self-involved. You're so self-involved. You just don't remember stuff about other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that wouldn't describe you whatsoever. No. Where 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 were we? So um, yeah. So um, what, what what is there to talk about in uh, the world? Uh, we got football picks. You want a quick one? It's thoughts on anything else? Civil unrest, politics, uh, Trump, uh, the the whole losers thing. Thoughts at all, or just go to football? I, I didn't even hear the losers thing. I I do know that yeah. I thought it was funny. I, I thought one thing was very funny is that he said, you know, he's oh, oh that losers things right where he said the troops are losers or something allegedly. Yes, and thing. and yeah. that sounds like bullshit to me though. I mean. I don't yeah, with no, I mean, there's no one who's gone on record, yeah. and it's Biden. It sounds like it sounds like owned, yeah, owned by a huge Biden supporter. Yeah, and 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 Jeffrey Goldberg lied about the Iraq War. That guy's the guy who did the article. But the, but the other thing is that is that he his tweet afterward was like, yeah, oh no, the troops love me. Maybe the generals don't like me because I'm not making money for the you know basically the military industrial complex. I'm not starting wars so they can sell their weapons. And then yeah. and then the mainstream media started being like. How dare he besmirch the integrity of the, you know, of our of our honorable military officials? And like everyone's like, dude, obviously the shit's true, but you're just not allowed to say it. And he said it. It used to be like being a liberal was, yeah, I'm against war, you know, I'm I'm for the common person, I'm uh, I'm not a racist. I care about the people in other countries too, not just our country. I care about people around the world, people in the Middle East. I care about those human beings with their families. That used to be what I thought being a liberal was, right? It was like, 
I'm for the common person. I'm not just for big business and war. That's, that's what I thought it was back then. And now Trump like starts no wars. And he says like, Oh yeah, I didn't make uh, all our, all our generals, you know, they want, uh, they want to start wars and make money for these, you know, these big uh, military contractors. And then they're like, how dare he? Literally, that should be the most impressive thing a president is I could think of doing, calling someone out for that. Like, I mean, what? That should be applauded. Like, I, I, it's, isn't he also pulling out troops right now? I, well, I thought. I, I've heard there was some fraud involved in that. I don't know what the truth is of that. I can't get to the bottom of a lot of the shit. But what happened to people? It's like, like people the, are, the, the liberals. The, this absolutely Trump, truth in the money and the militarization and him calling them on it is, uh, is, 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 is something most presidents wouldn't do. And it's weird that he, yeah, exactly. Now he's getting criticized for it. You know, if, if Trump's against the war, against wars or against military industrial complex, they're like, how dare he? I mean, aren't you anti-war? Isn't that what you're supposed to be? I mean, when Bush was president, he was the worst president of all time. He, he invaded a country for no reason and killed half a million people. And that was like the evil of like the, the Republican war machine. Not that, you know, Clinton and Biden and all those people voted for it and cheered it on and helped sell it. But like, I, I don't know, just when I was naive back in the day, I thought like, that's what like being the liberal side was. And now you see these people like aligning, you know, their, their stars are these ex neocons from the Bush administration. They're retweeting the David Frums and Bill Crystals of the world. They were total opportunistic warmongers. And the anti-war stuff is like, because it's coming from Trump is like, oh, how gross, how, how uh, unpatriotic of him. What the fuck happened to these people? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't have an answer, but it's quite clear that it's been a change. Uh, um, I don't, don't love where it's landed. Um, and the media is very annoying that anytime Trump does something worth uh, talking positively about, they instead talk about how he's taking credit for it unduly. Like they criticize him for taking credit for something. That's how they twist anything he does positively. Like he takes too much credit for freeing more prisoners than anyone since Reagan. He takes too much credit for this uh, distancing himself from war. Um, but it's it's uh, – it's it's kind of annoying, uh, and especially if this whole Atlantic article is truly made up. I mean, that, that we're, it's a whole new ball game now, I guess. It's one fake scandal after the next, one bombshell after the next, and and you know we're just like, okay, they don't end up checking out, but like for a day or two, this is everything, and then it goes away. I don't and know. It doesn't matter either if because no one's opinion is changing for the most part. Um, you know, either you believe one side or you believe the other, and at this point, unless you. I don't know what it would take for you to change your mind. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's a lot of people who really despise both parties and um, they were maybe going to hold their nose and vote. And maybe they're just going to stay. Maybe they're going to maybe they're going to stay home, you know, and it's I don't know. It's just well, I'm saying this type of antics is enough to make you get upset. You know, I mean, I mean, that's that's it's crazy. That dirty pool. I mean, if that's, uh, you know, the owner, uh, I don't know, whatever. It's just it's all. It's wearing thin, the act. These are obviously just propaganda organizations of the Democratic Party. And, like, that's, that's fine if, if you want to have your, I mean, propaganda is not fine, but, like, you know, if you want to have your PR people make your case, that's fine. It's politics. But these, these things are posing as news organizations. It's really, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it's, like, total BS, like, and it's not working and it's going to backfire. But then... I'll sometimes make the mistake of like reading a tweet from a mainstream source and seeing the comments. And I'm like, holy shit, people believe a lot of this shit. But then I start thinking, no, they don't. This is just some army of millions of Twitter bots that 
they're putting out there to make you think that there's people out there that believe the shit so that you feel like, oh, I'm outnumbered. I don't believe it, but I'm outnumbered. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. By the way, to circle back, when I said Trump's freed the most prisoners, I mean like captured Americans that are captured over. Uh, oh, made, made the most prisoners. trades, made like the most yeah, trades. He's yeah. gotten them back. Yes, yeah, safely, safely yeah. returned. And then, and then because he takes pictures with them. That, that it's like, oh, look at him trying right. to make it about. Well, he, he is. A, he has the most of that. So it's like, what's more important, him gloating or him actually doing it uh, anyway? Yeah, he is. He is. The problem is like the, the problem that people have with him is it's not so much. I don't think really anything he's done per se. It's more like his deme- He's like a cheesy self promoter. He well, Scott Adams called the most the best, most successful uh, professional comedian. He, he is too. basically even a comedian act. He's the most world's most successful comedian, stand up comedian. He is that, but he's also got that like cheesy. You know, you know those people like the salesy guy that you're friends with who you're kind of like, dude, no, I can't believe you did that, but he does it. You know, the guy who's just kind of shameless in his self promotion and salesiness. You don't necessarily dislike the guy, but you're just like seriously. Not sincere. Well, well, sincere. well, no, not that it's not that he's that he probably does, but it's not that he's lacking sincerity. It's just that he's we've all been trained to like have a little humility or at least fake, you know, fake humility or talk shit like, oh, my team is dominant, but it's obviously like in a certain tone. But like in in real life, to have a bit of humility, you're not like, oh, look how great I am. It's like people you don't know well, or like you just don't do that shit. And when, and there's people who do that. They're like salespeople, and they're like, look how great what I'm selling is. Look how great I am. You're gonna be so much happier having known me. They just like come out with. That's kind of what he's like, and I think that people just they, it's just like there's something that's really distasteful to people about his demeanor, about the way he is, and I think it's just like it's almost like too low class for the presidency. Like a certain class of people is just like, oh no, you have to be more self-deprecating and humble, and you know, you got to be more like Obama, who was like yeah, much. They aren't necessarily wrong, but it is still focusing on by far the right. It's, exactly, I, exactly. I've, I've so gotten over that. I don't even give a shit. To me, I'm like, who yeah, cares? Like, great. Exactly. Give me a break. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's you're like, not wrong. We get it. You're not wrong in that aspect. Right, it's just right. important. He's like a cheesy dude, but like that's not important. It's not important. When, when you really get down to the policy stuff, like what policy stuff, it's like, oh, that, that's not what he's hated for. I mean, he's mostly hated for just the way he is. When you get down to like his tweets and his spelling is just embarrassing. You know, they say stuff like that. He's embarrassing. The way he handles diplomacy, it's embarrassing. The way people, other countries think of us is so embarrassing now. It's all just projection. Like, oh, I'd be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he recently quietly got rid of some red tape with like the telehealth care situation during all this with people stuck at home. Uh, the decoupling from China, uh, I don't know, is, is might be one of the most important things uh, in recent memory. But I don't know, just everyone he, he thinks he's the worst. Uh, and the fact that it's beaten into your head is just, I don't know, it's, it's a frustrating situation. But you, the way you sound right now, the way you sound to me is like somebody who's, you've had enough. Like, That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and you've had enough. You, you're not a Trump guy, but like... No, I'm not. But, no. you've, but you've had enough of the bullshit about it. Like, just stop telling me what to think. Stop telling me what religion I have to have, what politics I have to have, the things I need to believe, that what's good and what's bad. Stop lying to me. Stop telling me bullshit that you know is fucking bullshit. And I wonder if you're just... You've been talking to me too much, uh, or you are representative of a lot of people that are going to be like, fuck off. Yes, we want police reform. Yes, the systemic racism and the violence 
toward black people is terrible, but like, don't fucking put up a guy who's helped promote the crime bill and then a vice president who's basically prosecuted people as a you know, poorest people, many of whom were black, incredibly aggressively for careerist reasons, then let Trump's uh, secretary of the treasury with a slap on the wrist when her office said to prosecute Mnuchin. Like, don't fucking tell me that you're going to like go and do the voting for these people to fix that problem. When these people are like the creators of that problem, that actually Trump did not create that problem. He was like a private citizen. These people were like, especially Biden, but, but Harris was in the system doing the deed, doing the, she was a hard ass prosecutor on these people, on poor people like smoking weed. And they're, they're trying to tell you they're going to solve the problem. You must vote. This is the important thing is to vote. And you're like, you're lying to me. You can, you can hate Trump and vote for whoever you want, but like the whole thing, the whole good and bad thing is just a, a fucking lie. Vote for who you prefer, whoever you want. But it's like, are, are people getting fed up with like the transparent bullshit? I mean, Biden has dementia. They're hiding that dude. I saw something they're like, most Democrats feel Trump isn't mentally qualified to be president. Most Republicans feel that Biden's not mentally qualified. I'm like, look, you may think Trump has the wrong demeanor, that he's uncouth, that he has bad manners, that he's a dick. That's fine. You may think he's unqualified from that perspective. But with the Biden thing, it's not like I don't like his personality or he's a jerk. It's no, he's fucking literally demented. It's not it's apples and oranges. You know, when they say one's not qualified mentally and the other's not qualified mentally, what you're talking about with one is literally the dude is cooked. And, and the other one is like, the dude is not someone you find suitable or tasteful to be president. I know many people who still just, uh, they're so orange man bad that uh, any alternative is better no matter what. Um, and uh, they're still, still in that mindset. And uh, made me think my guy, John McAfee, claims he knows the date in which Joe Biden will uh, drop out due to health concerns. Uh, so maybe I should hit him up on the hit him up and try to try to get that because, yeah, he and that the more I think about it, that I probably I mean, what's more? I, I, he can't really the debates can't happen. Right. I mean, no, I mean, they can't let him get out there. He's he's, he's not no able way. to answer questions. He's not able to do the things you need to do. I, I mean, I could be proven wrong, but uh, it would be very surprising to me if they put that dude out there to debate. And it's, this is like how sad and, and I'm telling you, I've been saying this from the beginning. Biden is not capable of being president. They have a real crisis on their hands. And the people behind the scenes are like, you know, those professional operatives are managing this crisis and day to day being, okay, we're going to have him do this little spot. Make sure it's friendlies. Make sure that it's simple. Just have him do the best he can. We'll spin it this way. We'll get it to the Washington Post. They'll, they'll put a spin on it. We're going to attack Trump on this. Okay. I know, I know the debates. I know the debates. Let's sow some seeds to avoid the debate. You know, they know they have this crisis going on and they don't want this crisis. They would not have picked Biden. They wanted Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete is smooth. CIA Pete is smooth. That guy can talk. He could, he could out debate. He could out debate Trump. I mean, Trump is pretty uh, good with you know good with the crowd and on his feet. But you know, oh, that would have been must see TV. Well, 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 it would have been CIA Pete's pretty boring. But he's you know he's competent. You know he's like you know like a he's not quite as smart as Obama. I don't think. But he's like think, in, he's in that uh, vein. He's in that vein. Boring. But that no, that would have been a good back and forth. Those but, two would have been good. I stand by that. that I, I think Pete's boring. But anyway, the point is that that dude would have like had a chance. They did not want Biden. They had. They were like, "Oh, Bernie's going to win this. We can't have fucking Bernie win this shit. We're fucked if Bernie wins. All of our clients are going to lose so much money, so much power if Bernie wins. We got to fucking figure this out." So the consultants got together and they said, 
look, I hate to say it, but I'm looking at the numbers. It's got to be Biden. Okay, we're going to have Pete drop out. We're going to have Klobuchar drop out. They're all going to endorse, but here's what we'll do. But we'll get this dark money scumbag to give money to Elizabeth Warren because she's so craven. She wants it so bad that she'll stay in and fuck Bernie, which is exactly what happened. She'll take some of the progressive vote. We'll all coalesce around Biden with the centrist vote. And it worked, and it was like a genius plan, but they got it. But now they're like, okay, dodge the bullet, got rid of Bernie. Now we've got six months to figure this shit out. They know Biden can't get to the finish line. They know they got to... I like when you were the naive persons at that time saying, oh, this, they're down two touchdowns. Let's see them try to come back from this. Uh, one quarter later, they were up three scores. Well, it was a Hail Mary, but that basically they you know, may have been a Pyrrhic victory. Like they did everything they could to get Biden, but now they've got this huge problem, which is Biden. Oh, there you so, go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pyrrhic victory. Well, yeah. So, so, yeah. But no, I mean, I was wrong. I mean, I, I thought I, I didn't think it would happen. And it probably wouldn't have happened if Elizabeth Warren just dropped out. And it probably wouldn't have happened if they didn't execute a very good strategy. You know, I mean, they, they were very they pulled it off. But they're, now they're like, let's kick this other problem down the road, because the, the worst case was Bernie. It's way worse for them than Trump. Trump keeps them in business. You know, they can hate on him. The, the media gets a lot of clicks from him. It's, you know, it's good for business. He's still, as much as we're like, he's not fighting wars, which is great, but he still takes care of the banks. He still takes care of cronies. There's still cronyism and corruption and, and all that. So it's, it's still good. It's, it, it's still, it's just way better than Bernie for the, uh, the media and the, and the consultant class. Anyway, so that's where they are. And it's, uh, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I don't know what they can do. They're, I think they're probably racking their brains right now. They're acting like it's normal. This is not fucking remotely normal. Yeah, here we are, and November is going to be a problem. Um, let's talk football. Oh, yeah. So I would point out to everyone to check out Liss's uh, bold predictions uh, piece. Uh, I did my um, season preview, too, did some division predictions and all that stuff. Who do you got in the Super Bowl this year, Liz? I didn't make a prediction. I, I'm in this one I know, pool. Put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. I, well, I figured you hadn't. Well, so I'm in this one pool, which is kind of more interesting, where everybody puts in five bucks and there's like, you know, 500 people or whatever. And you get, you pick a winner for the Super Bowl. And if you're the only one that picks it, you get like the 2,500. But if, if like 50 people pick it, you get the bucks, right? So like, so now I don't know how many people have gotten savvy about it. I think most people still just are simpletons and they just pick the Ravens or the Chiefs or Niners or something. But I picked the Colts because I thought like maybe if the Colts won, you know, I'd split it two ways or three ways instead of, you know, 50 ways. And then it was worth the uh, less chance. I, I think getting DeForest Buckner, you know, a game-changing defensive front guy and then you know, having a great offensive line and Jonathan Taylor and, and Rivers sucks, but I think Rivers might be able to turn into Breeze with this offense with a great line and just dump off and short throws and not and not really be forced to to be you know not to, not get exposed with his, with his limitations. Everyone says Wizards uh, Rivers sucks, and even if you want to disregard the advanced stats last year and, and highlight the picks, uh, he's going from the worst offensive line to the best, right? Possibly. So, um, with you on there, like the setup. I mean, look at uh, I do like Tennessee, but man, four four games against Houston and Jacksonville like that. I went um, off the board with my pick. Uh, probably just didn't want to jinx the 49ers. I loved getting. Uh, uh, negative feedback on Twitter with people saying you idiot for not taking the Niners. That was a, a fun twist. But I went Steelers over Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys offense looks so good. The NFC is so loaded. Probably the most likely teams are what Chiefs, Ravens, Saints, and then I guess my Niners there. But uh, needs Roethlisberger to stay healthy. But I think they do have the best defense. And um, I, I went I went Steelers over Cowboys. But that's I, I've looked at like you know hundreds on the internet, and I could see that's I think I'm the only one to pick that. But uh, what do you think of that one? It's too crazy. That's like from my childhood. There were two of those Super Bowls. 
No, it's it's plausible. I, I think Dallas just seems like a shit franchise. Like something wrong. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. I mean, they got rid of Garrett and McCarthy's. A, he's going to be good for Dak throwing near the goal line. But that guy's. I was so annoyed with him when I would like have fantasy players, or even more when I'd bet on the Packers. It's just so frustrating. That guy's like he's like Bill O'Brien. I guess he commands some respect to some extent. Like the team will play for him, but that guy's dumb. I, I don't. I, I hear you, and I know you're a Giants guy, but man, with Kellen Moore calling the plays, which he still is, that team got 440 yards per game last year, and then added Jarwin and, and C.D. Lamb. I, I hope I'm wrong, and they did lose Collins, a tackle. That's after I made this pick, which actually that offensive line may not be dominant. So, but I, I don't know. I could just see them scoring a lot. But you're right; some teams they just don't get it done. It's such an advantage getting the one seed this year. So I haven't heard it talked about a ton, but you realize it's you know it's just one team right. to buy. Now. Oh right, so I'm that's right. That's pretty huge, too. But the NFC's loaded. Um, only other one worth talking about, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm curious your AFC East. I had the Bills and the Patriots both finishing at 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, I want to fade Gase. Uh, I couldn't – I mean, the difference between uh, Miami winning the division, they were like minus 200 in point differential, and the, the Pats were like minus uh, – sorry, plus 200. So that would have been quite a leap, but it could happen. What are your thoughts on that one? I've been trying to fade Josh Allen a little, but, man, I don't think Cam Newton's going to ball either. What are your thoughts? I like Newton. I like the Pats. I think they'll win 11 games. They're, oh, they're just, 11 now. Okay, so yeah, what about our bet? I have the Pats versus Bucks, so that's funny. Yeah, I like both teams, but I, I picked the Saints against the spread. You and I have a lot of similarities, actually, and we both have the same best bet this week, which is really strange. But I, I'm coming, I think Newton's good. I think he's a good quarterback. And I don't know what they're going to do at receiver, but Nikhil Harry, maybe he's really good. We don't know yet. And they're gonna, the system will be a good one, and the offensive line might be a little better. I just think they're going to be they're going to be good. Their defense is good. They've got a legit quarterback. I think this is going to be a good team. <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, fading the system is a problem. I think I, I just predict they're going to win eight games. The defense is going to be good, and eight games t- to win the division to make up for that year they won eleven games with Matt Castle and didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, one last one to ask you about is I went um, went with the Lions winning their division. Um, obviously, that's a uh, uh, big dog. Um, I have the last year's uh, NFC conference uh, appearance. The Packers finishing third with the, with the Vikings second there. What do you thoughts? Think think Patricia's too big of an obstacle to overcome? Or <clears throat> tell me why? You know what, Liz? Uh, this will actually lead you to you know. It was a revelation to me, YPA, when I first read the quarterback section in, in Rotowire's uh, magazine years ago. It was Mike Salfino. And um, I don't know. You, you don't like the advanced stats, but uh, this seems as simple as it gets. Uh, and it's such a correlation with winning and touchdowns. Um, yet you don't like Drew Brees very much as a fantasy quarterback this year. Uh, why is Stafford not like I have him ranked sixth or seventh in fantasy and the Lions not a favorite to win this division if he got 8.4 YPA in this same exact environment moving forward. Tell me why I'm overrating uh, something that to me just screams obvious. I mean, Stafford's been around a long time, right? He's not like, it's not like his second year and suddenly he got 8.4 YPA. Right. Not with Bevel. And they had uh, Jim Bob Cooter having to, had him throw underneath constantly last year. Aggressiveness, average depth of target, by far the best, highest in the NFL most of his career. And the guy has a howitzer. So this all makes sense. And he has Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Hawkinson now coming into his prime and Swift as a receiver out of the backfield. Uh, I actually don't like Peter. Peterson's there to help their real-life team. I mean, he's just fine. I mean, he's, he's a fine real-life player. So a, a couple things. I was going to talk about the advanced stats more. I, I heard you quote one either on the Rotowire show or, or at some point, and it was like CPOE something, whatever. And if you just like broke it down, or it was um, Whopper, and I looked at what Whopper was, and it was like – 
it's just like a weighted amount. It's like the guy's percent of air yards on his team or something yeah. like that. And it's like, oh, so what you're saying is, instead of saying Whopper, say, well, I, I'm, I don't, and, and that correlates with something else. And it's like so removed from like the simpleness. Like you say, well, and, and now that Mike Evans has got a problem, you know, Godwin's going to be a monster. You're going to lose that bet. <laughs> but, you know, you're basically saying, yeah, I like Godwin, but, you know, Evans is the guy that gets a lot of the deep throws on the same team, and Evans is going to get a lot of the big plays. And it's just hard to make your living without with another guy in the team getting big plays. That would be like a simple way to say it. Because, you know, you're like, oh, his whopper wasn't even in the top 30, but it's like, what is that? What are you trying to say by that? What you're trying to say is his share of air yards on the team wasn't that high. That's what, that's all you're yeah, trying to say. The only thing more boring about talking about is me trying to explain the advanced stats. Too, well, no, no. So I, I got you. I got you. But not yeah. even trying to explain it. Just simple. Like, yeah, like so. You know, the air yards, meaning like the amount that you know the balls in the air, whether they catch it or not. A lot of those like deep passes, deep throws are going to somebody else on the team. And so Godwin's really good, and he gets yards after the catch. But that's not as sustainable historically. And a lot of the deep stuff that where you get your really big you know points is going to somebody else. He just doesn't have enough target share. With deep balls, he doesn't get the best of the target share. And, and, and the stability I, on that specific stat is the stickiest when it comes to wide receiver, although not great, but it's still the same. He was not top 30 in that stat. But, what, yeah, for sure better right. than me. But, I'm but, a idiot. But, but the, someone could argue back and say, well, I'm not really worried about that because Brady is in Winston, right? Winston's throwing all these air yards into coverage, and Evans is gigantic. doesn't even have to be open. That's going to favor, you know, the whopper is going to favor Evans in that situation. You got, now you got a quarterback, and in the preseason it was like, oh, Evans looks great. Brady throwing another beautiful deep ball to Evans. I started thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, that's the preseason where Brady can like, wind up and throw. It's like in the real games when they're coming to kill Brady, you know what Brady does. He gets rid of the ball. He does not hold the ball at all. And that's, you know, that's why it was always Edelman or Welker. It's just get rid of the ball, and that's who Godwin's going to be. And he's going to be the guy that he finds when he gets rid of the ball quickly. So and I argue that was just one piece of the of the of the argument of the information. They also added Rob Gronkowski switched quarterbacks. Like I said, I thought Winston. You're right about the the depth could be different, but Winston w- could not be more perfect for a fantasy uh, situation going thirty thirty. The pick sixes are the best thing for your fantasy wide receiver, and now you have basically the opposite of that, who also happens to be forty three years old, changing systems, and was the least least accurate quarterback over the final ten weeks by a wide margin last year. That. That's just, I put all those together. Right. I understand what your argument is. And, and that's an argument we can have, right? I'll say, well, I think he was hurt last year at the end. He's perfectly fine in the beginning. He's healthy. He looks great in camp. Although there's a lot of ass kissing to people like Brady in, in training camp. So who knows how much that is. But the point is, that's the argument we should be having, right? Back and forth, back and forth. But if someone goes, the Whopper is low and Whopper doesn't correlate, it, it, it's like, you don't, we're not even getting to like what that means. And what it means is, it's the deep balls. It's, you know, there's a deep threat on the team besides him. And and I, and I, I think, okay, that doesn't worry me in this new situation. And even last year when they had it, it wasn't that big of a deal because they throw so much. Arians, they, they throw so much. I think they're going to throw a lot this year, too. Anyway. Man, they have a really good defense and uh, a totally different situation. Brady doesn't turn the ball over. Right? Didn't Winston have more pick sixes last year than Brady had in a decade or something? Probably. I mean, it, I agree with you that Winston is a better fantasy quarterback for his receivers than Brady is. But we don't know how good the defense is going to be. We say it's probably going to be better. They're still going to get the Saints and the Falcons who are scoring teams. and They're probably going to be in passing situations. Their Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette is not the strength of the team. Arians likes to throw. I think Brady's going to be in the top five in attempts. And if he's in the top five in attempts, where are those attempts going to go? I think most of them are going to go short because he doesn't hold on to the ball. And when that happens, who's going to be the recipient? I think it's going to be Godwin, and then everyone else is going to vie for 
You know, and then, you know, Evans has already hurt or Gronk may get hurt. You know, that will take care of itself. The only thing I would say here is that I am not – it's just, it's just like a matter – it's just funny because everyone has him fifth or sixth. I have Godwin as a very valuable wide receiver at 19th or whatever it is. It just seems crazy. But a mid wide receiver two to me seems more reasonable given the Gronkowski addition and, just, and, and, and the fact he has Evans. Obviously, if Evans is hurt, all bets are off, and I would bump him, bump him up. I just think there are just the DJ Sharks – uh, of the world uh, that are just Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen. Uh, I just think there's a lot of really interesting younger guys who who are looking at more just a slightly better situation. That's that's basically it. And I like Godwin ranked 19th is still very valuable. Like that's like a wide receiver. That's it's just a similar tier. So anyway, I'm gonna look like a fool when Brady well, goes off this year. Guaranteed. Week one, he's gonna go rip apart New Orleans. Who always lays down week one. They've lost Survivor a couple times. Uh, week one. So I'm just, I just can't wait for it. 80 yards. It's gonna be a slant to Godwin. 80 yards to the house. That's the first uh, play. <laughs> cold takes, cold takes exposed. Like a million people <laughs> on my column. They did. So, uh, so yeah. I well, guess I'm, it's, it's, basically, it's already happened in my head list. So well, it's, 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 yeah, I mean, the coward dies a thousand deaths. The brave man dies only one. You've already died all those deaths. Yep. You've already been in your mind. And the cold takes have already been up with all your takes on there already. So it probably won't even happen. But anyway, yeah, you're talking about Stafford. So YPA, I like Stafford. I think he's a good quarterback. And I think that there's got to be some truth to that 8.6. It was only half a year, so there's some sample size, you know, opponents, whatever, who knows. But he had a great year. He was amazing for those, those eight games. But Galladay's a little banged up right now himself. Galladay's almost 27. He'll turn 27 this fall. He's basically past his wide receiver peak. He's like slightly, very ever so slightly past his peak already. Marvin Jones is like 31. Uh, Hawkinson, if he can stay healthy, would be a huge add. Eighth overall pick two years ago, the last year. So, I mean, that's, that would be huge. But, you know, Stafford doesn't run. Uh, he doesn't have, Galladay's very good, but, and I know his like per play numbers are off the charts last year, but I don't put him in like the P. Julio Jones or Beckham or Antonio Brown category. He's good. They don't seem to have great players there. I don't know. I think, you know, I have Stafford like 13 or 14, something like that. He's going to get his yards. I'm for 4,400 yards, 7.8 YPA, which is still very strong. 27 touchdown passes, 10 picks. Yeah, I know with the Garoppolo's, the Breeze, the Staffords, it's clear I, um, I, I treat that, that very very seemingly more important than the rest of the ranking community. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how that translates. Tell me out one last thing before we get to the game. So how crazy I am with this list. And I've done it in back to back, uh, and at the C drafts, um, and one was the classic. So it's 14 teams in the 15th round. I drafted Adrian Peterson. He was not that bad over the second half last year when teams knew all they were doing was running. If Gore can do it at 37, Gore can. Dude who tore his ACL at, uh, two months later, he ran for like 2,100 yards. He's 35. He's not going to catch the ball. But if they are a pretty good team, which I think that offense and Stafford's going to be legit awesome, top five-ish, um, why can't he get the goal line carries in, in a league with just no, uh, running backs? I, I don't know, whatever, 200 picks are off the board. I was kind of happy with that. What are your thoughts? Crazy? It's, 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 it's anti-Dalton. He's usually all rookies. No, it's not crazy. I think, you know, he could be just a good bi-week fill-in guy when the matchup's right. He could get 120 yards and two touchdowns in a game, something like that. Uh, I, I think Kerryon Johnson is toast now. I mean, because yeah. what's his role? I, they drafted Swift early. I assume Swift will still have the same role, but we'll see. I mean, no, I, anyone who would, I don't think a lot of people have been paying attention, but Kerryon Johnson had this massive knee brace on. I mean, I had him ranked outside of my 50 running back. I dropped oh, him way down. That, 
that yeah. saved everyone. This Peterson signing, if people had him ranked higher than that or drafted him, because the dude was not was was even saying this is like my new me or something. Like it looked like a Terminator knee brace or something. So yeah, no, I I think Peterson. Yes, agreed. Carry on Johnson. I would. I, I'm not optimistic about this year. All right, we want to get to these right, games. Week one. Yeah, yeah, go through them quick. All right. So I didn't love this week personally. It was kind of a hard week, but. Um, yeah, normally week one is my favorite week of the year, uh, easiest. To, and I would say it was not the case here because I feel like I'm on too many favorites. Me too. I'm, I'm on so many. dog week one, but I'm like, nah, I have too strong of an opinion. I don't know if I've been sitting here all summer forming an opinion when I shouldn't. Who knows what to make of the lack of home field. But yeah, okay, it sounds like we're on the same wavelength, whatever that means. Yeah, so so I was the same way, but I just did the lines myself. And then when I checked them, I'm like, wow, favorite, favorite. I was like, ooh, I thought I was going to be on the Niners, but I'm, I mean, I thought I was going to be on the Cardinals, but I'm actually on the Niners. I thought I was making the line low enough i was like oh i like the cardinals i'll make the line low and i'll be like oh that puts me on the niners so that was you know there's a lot of stuff like that so uh let's go through this quickly uh opening night texans at chiefs i apologize in advance i mess up the lines because i just did a PL pod and we had we used the bet mgm lines and I, I don't know what you always go whatever your whim is with the vegas insider so the wednesday so so i might be off here and there but I am. Um, I laid the wood here. Um, I, well, by the way, it's not a whim. I, I, I'm very like I, I even if I don't I, like the line. Oh no, I was just, I was being sarcastic. Just, no, I, was, I know, but just for the listeners, like because a lot of people cherry pick lines and they'll be like, oh, I like this team, so I'll use the most favorable line. No, when you write the column, you use the most. You, you use all the Vegas Insider uh, conglomerate. Or there's seven of them, or five of them. I think there's seven of them. I don't know. Which, whichever one has four, or whichever one has you know majority, that's what I go with. Now, the only exception is sometimes the, the line will be like five and a half, five, and then it'll be a four and a half in there, and I'll weight it down a little more. But pretty much I go with like the average or the, the, the uh, no. mode, the mode, the most common one, uh, and I take that. So like ra- rather than, uh, you know, I don't cherry pick because you can really boost your record over the years by cherry picking. I don't do that. Yeah, you don't hear the word mode up very often no. these days. Well done. Um, I okay. So Deshaun Watson's like rarely lost games double digit throughout his career, based since back to high school, or whatever. But lay in the wood here. Chiefs are so good. Their offense. Uh, can't wait to see Daryl Williams frustrate me with all my uh, Ceh uh, shares. But uh, uh, so it goes. Yeah, I took the Texans. I made this line eight and a half, thinking I'd be on the Chiefs, but I don't. Uh, I'm, and I'm not touching this for Survivor. Deshaun Watson is too dangerous and the Chiefs defense it's good at times but I think yeah. I don't want to mess with that yeah okay so you're staying away from Survivor too that'd be my next one yeah it yeah. seems so obvious to tease the uh, the Chiefs in Baltimore almost too easy but you know a couple years ago I had me I believe you did as well you know where I'm going with this uh, Pat, Pat's, yeah oh yeah uh, New England, sorry New England uh, Chief. oh it involved the Chiefs actually yeah. Alex Smith yeah uh, yeah wow Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt fumbled the first. I have a tweet from that. I was looking at the Kareem Hunt uh, fumbled on the first play. I hope you enjoyed the Kareem Hunt era, and I had faded Hunt, and then he had that ridiculously huge. I woke up. No, I stayed up all night. I think on that because it was late. And not only did I lose in Survivor, lose against the spread, but I had faded Kareem Hunt and talked shit about him, and he went off and was clearly. And then there were drafts in the NFBC that weekend where Hunt went like first or second or like super high after that game. Right. Oh, no. I, um, I remember the Pats were up 10 nothing. I think I was even questioning myself, should I have saved them for later? It was so obvious or something. <laughs> this is a good reminder that none of, us, none of you should take us seriously here because we're, we're, we're off and wrong. No one knows anything. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're different on that one. Okay. Right, let's go faster. Dolphins plus six and a half and Pats. Um, I took the points here. I could see this one going either way. Don't, I mean, the Pats could win with defense. Just don't know what we're going to get out of Cam Newton. So this is a stay away from me. I made a seven and a half. Put me on the Pats. I just think Cam's good. All right. Browns plus eight at Ravens. 
Um, I laid the wood here, leaning toward using this uh, for Survivor. Um, Cleveland has totally new coaching. Don't know what to make of them. Ravens going to be pissed after they ended last year. So I laid the wood. Don't love it, though. I laid the wood. I'm not using this in Survivor, but I could see it. We, uh, you, uh, yeah, I don't want to use this in the super contest necessarily. So, okay. uh, all right, Jets plus six and a half at Bills. I took the I took the Bills. I wanted to take the Jets. I thought, you know, I'll, I'll make it like seven and a half, and I'll be on the Jets. And I was on the Bills. So if the Jets are only getting six and a half on the road. I don't think that's enough. A division game close. I, I liked Arnold more than Allen here, so I like the Jets. But um, I know people like I, I'm. I'm more down on Buffalo than it seems in market, so I'll prob- I'm probably off on them. Yeah, I won't use the Bills and Survivor. I don't trust them. Raiders minus three at Panthers. I thought it should have been like a pick 'em or something like that, and so I took the Panthers. Oh yeah, I would uh, definitely be willing uh, to use this. The Raiders uh, normally you're, you're you're all about Gruden, but you know that they finished with a worse point differential than Jacksonville last year. Uh, yeah, give me Carolina and the points. Yeah, okay, so we might use that one. Seahawks minus one and a half at Falcons. I had Seahawks minus three. Uh, I don't love that they have to travel a long way, but Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, Metcalf, I think they're going to light them up. So give me Seattle. Yeah, I originally said the savvy move, home dog, but then I thought, no, not not going against uh, Wilson. So I, I went with Seattle as well. Eagles minus six at football team. I took football team. I, the Eagles have injuries to the offensive line. The Redskins already had a good pass rush. They get Chase Young, who's now healthy. I'm taking football team. Yeah, the football team just looks funny. And yeah. <laughs> I, I like them. I, you could talk me into using them. It's, uh, I do think their defensive line, big improvement, and it's a good matchup with Philly's offensive line. I think it's going to be a higher pace, decent amount of scores in this. So, yeah, I like Washington the home dog getting those points. All right. Bears plus three at Lions. This is a uh, unanimous pick, both the Panthers and Lions. Um, and, uh, I, I just, I'm with you. I Stafford's so much better than Trubisky and standard three. And so give me the lions. Yeah. I believe this open at one and a half in some places. Loved it then, but absolutely. Yeah. I, I like the lions. Like I said, to win that division and the bears going the wrong division, wrong direction. And especially Trubisky. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's, it seems so obvious, but I think the Lions should roll here. So I, I could be talked into using this one. Okay. Colts minus eight at Jaguars. We both took the Colts. Colts are my survivor pick. I'm not comfortable with any of these survivor picks by the way but the thing about the colts is they're grinded out you know they have a new qb which is a little risky but i love a team with a just a badass offensive line that's going to run the ball when they're big favorites kind of like the ravens right that's why i like laying the wood there Uh, well the problem the the problem i don't like is that the browns have nick chubb and rebuilt their offensive lines i'm worried that like the browns are going to run on them and like take the differential out of the game yeah, possible. But I hear you with with Indy. I mean, I could just see. I'm just watching Minshew do a backdoor cover right now, almost yeah. guaranteed. But but yeah, I'll, I'll take the backdoor cover. Just don't do the backdoor survivor. That's what I'm worried. For sure, about. you would. Yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, yes, I, I laid the uh, the eight points as well in, in stat picks. I don't want to use this. I'm just saying. Definitely, I, I have a definitely All right. not. No. All right, Packers plus two and a half at the Vikings. I wonder what the super contest line will be because uh, what's his name just went on uh, IR. Uh, Danielle Hunter, their best defensive player, and they already lost half their defense, the Vikings, so now they're really in trouble defensively. So I took the Packers. Oh, man. Uh, they made that trade. Uh, I, I'm fading the Packers, and it's less than the three. I, I said on the, the, the Pianowski, I think Cousins is flat out better than Rodgers right now, so I liked this one, actually, Minnesota, so we're definitely different here. All right, we will not use it. Now, this is the one we're definitely using. Both of our best bet, you, me, and Pianow, we, we do these independently. We're not talking to each other. And we all had the exact same best bet, which is the Bengals. And it's a unanimous pick. 
That's crazy. I mean, just independently, we all decided that. Chargers minus three and a half at Bengals. I made this Chargers plus two and a half at Bengals. So I was six points from the line and through the three and the zero and all that. I mean, through the three. So this is like as big of a disparity as you could have almost. Uh, so I'm definitely, we're definitely using the Bengals. Yeah, and I didn't even let you poison my mind because I sent in my stat picks before reading this and seeing this. And then, yeah, P&L mentioned that as well. So, um, yeah, make of that what you will, but we, we do feel confident here. And I, I, I think the wrong team's favored here. Yeah, I mean, it's like Burroughs, I mean, he, he's going to be so much better. And then Tyrod Taylor barely even played the last couple of years. He's like, it's not like they've got some guy, it's not like they got Phil Rivers or even Bridgewater in there. When's the last time Tyrod Taylor even played an NFL snap? Totally. They lost Irwin James. And I, I don't know. I think there's something to dealing with hard knocks and then this West Coast team traveling to Cincinnati and they're favored by three and a half. I, I don't know. That seems fishy to me, that line. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Cardinals plus seven in the Niners. You have the Cardinals. I have the Niners. I didn't feel strongly. I actually like Kyler Murray and I think it's, the Niners aren't going to be that good and their receivers are hurt. But I just I made the line what I did and I put me on the Niners. I'm not really going to defend it. Totally. So in fantasy pros, I got a uh, Cardinal plus seven and a half and I didn't really, I kind of want to keep my record. Sim. I don't know. I just, this is definitely a stay away. It's about the right line there. The Cardinals played them tough last year. They really didn't rely on home field last year and uh, the Niners didn't really either. So um, I don't know. I feel like divisional game, I expect to be close. The Niners struggled the most against mobile quarterbacks, Murray and Wilson. So um, I expect them to keep it close, but wouldn't be shocked if my uh, Niners take out their frustration on that Super Bowl. Yes. All right. Bucks plus three and a half at Saints. This is also one of my stronger ones. I like the Saints a lot. I, I think the Bucks are. Come I, I, on, you Brady Stan. Come on. I, I like. I there's only two things I stand for. One of which is Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the but the Bucks plus three. So I was like, all right, yeah. I was like, I like the Bucks this year. I, I'd say you know this is just like six, six and a half. You know, I was like, they're good. Like they should they shouldn't be getting like eight or something. And I see it's three and a half. I'm like, come on. That's you, the Saints are one of the top teams in the league before the season. I think the Bucks are going to be good. I think Brady's going to be good. But that's just what I think. Now they have to go show it. And you can't just equate them almost week one. So I think this is kind of a crazy line. I think it should be about six. So I took the Saints. Yep, agreed. Let's use it. Um, as I said, though, New Orleans has gone off to a couple clunkers in recent memory, but one would think continuity would, would help uh, the most in this uh, climate. So for sure, Peter King, I think, has Tampa Bay making the Super Bowl. Man, everyone's uh, buying the hype, which I love to see. Uh, yeah, let's use New Orleans. Yeah, I really like Brady as an underdog. I like the. I want people to think, oh, Brady's done, and then you know the guy's just such a monster that he gets it done. That's that would be a great story. But when like the Peter Kings of the world are hyping it, then it's like you almost want to root against it. It's like when it's like the you know, the conventional wisdom that sucks. Do you know how loaded this New Orleans team is? Like how ridiculously loaded they are from top to bottom. To say that they're just a half point better than yeah. this Bucks roster is uh, all right. No, it's, all cra- right. Yeah. it's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. Um, all right. Cowboys minus three at Rams. I took Dallas. It's probably the sucker play. Rufus Peabody's best bet is the Rams. Yeah. Uh, he thinks they're about equal. He said the Rams are slightly better on a neutral field, but. I, I'll go with the Cowboys. I'm buying the C- CD Lamb is going to just get like 200 yards, and I'm just, I'm just, I just think they're the better team. They added some defensive linemen, and and I think it's, I think Dallas is, uh, it's going to handle the Rams. I think the Rams are borderline rebuild right now. They've got some, you know, they've got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, but like most of the defense is bad. The offensive line isn't good. The running backs, we don't know. I don't think the, either of those receivers. Are, I think their best receiver is Van Jefferson, but he's the number four right now. So. I'm taking the Cowboys. 
Yeah, we're going to be on the sucker side, if there is one, even if that exists these days, on these next two um, with you, man. The Cowboys, I would give even three and a half here. I think they're definitely far better. The Rams' defense in decline. Goff, I, I think he's going to have a nice fantasy season. But, man, this Cowboys team, is, I, I think they're going to score a ton of points. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you here. Uh, again, maybe it's a sucker side. but So I guess uh, no stadium had been more than $2 billion until the Raiders built theirs. And then the, the Rams is going to be $5 billion. That's uh, real, real man builds a $20 billion stadium. <laughs> Rams and Chargers, I should say. But still, it's right. a lot of money. It's more than doubling the next highest. Yes, crazy. Uh, all right, uh, Steelers minus six at Giants. And I'm pissed because it was four and a half when I, when I did the East Coast Office article. And I made the line six and a half. And I was like, okay, if it's seven, I'm taking the Giants. But it was four and a half. So I was like, all right, that's easy call on the Steelers. Then it moved up to six. And now I'm pissed because now I'm selling out my own team for half a point, basically. Because right? I'm going to take my team if it's tied. But I'm like, I got to stick with it. So I took the Steelers here. I love Danny Dimes. But the Giants defense is terrible. And this is not a good week one matchup for the Giants offense. Yeah, I know. Again, the suckers, like I said, uh, taking the road a favorite here with you. I have Pittsburgh making the Super Bowl, so I think they have a very, very good roster. This is not a slight on your Giants. I think, uh, yeah, Danny Dimes' first month fantasy schedule or whatever it is is just such a nightmare. But, um, yeah, laying lay the wood here, I really – because the line did move. You hate to see it, but um, at least – I mean, theoretically, it, it didn't cross any so important number. who would win a fight between Danny Dimes and, and Jimmy J? It was definitely Danny Dimes. You see how jacked he is? Yeah, 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 no, no. He, Jimmy he G's far too pretty to fight. Come on, don't, just don't mess up his face. Danny uh, Dimes. Your quarterback's soft. My quarterback can kick your quarterback's ass. All right, Titans, pick them at Broncos. I took the Titans. They waited the championship game. Derrick Henry, who I faded in fantasy, should be 100% healthy for week one at least and smash these guys up a bit. Uh, the loss of Von Miller, which came out after, is horrible for the Broncos. They get Bradley Chubb back, but they lose the other guy. I mean, it's like they can't get both those guys at the same time. No, I know. I picked the Broncos to be the wild card, and before uh, before that, yeah, that is definitely uh, not great news. Uh, this is a stay away game for me. The Lions moved like three points because of that injury, but it, it's not crossing. It basically went from one to two the other way. Um, I, I feel like Denver is one of the the few areas in which might still be a home field advantage, and they've historically, especially early in the season, I like the Titans a lot, and I'm all in on AJ Brown, and I have uh, Derek Henry might be one of the most important uh, fantasy players for me this season. He and Ceh. Um, but give me Broncos uh, Monday night at home in that, that thin air. All right, so let's pick our five. I think we're going to find it pretty easily. So we're going to take the Panthers, the Seahawks, the football team, the Bengals, and the Saints. Is that right? Uh, yep, no argument here. We'll check. We'll double check. Or do you, the, want, uh, or do you want to take the Lions instead of the Panthers? Um, hmm. Yeah, well, we're gonna, I'm going to mark all six of those, and then we're going to go over the lines. Lines is what we're going to do. So Panthers, Seahawks, Washington, Detroit, and Saints. Wait, yeah. how many? I'm, I'm listing. Yeah, and Bengals. And Bengals, yeah. That's right. Bengals. Okay, yeah, we'll go. With, so, so here's the deal. So we got signed up and everything. I think I made it real man picks are ours. And uh, we have a, an app now with someone in Vegas. So it'll be... Um, It'll be, you know, the timing should be theoretically better. So we'll go over the lines. We'll wait a little bit longer. The injuries take this serious, uh, as Kramer said, starting now. Uh, yeah, we'll start taking this serious. I feel good about these, man. That's a good start. I think we go four and one this week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it'd be great. Like I said, it'd be great to actually just get off to a, a hot start for once. I mean, even if it results in, in whatever, you know, it'd be nice to get off to a good start but um you know, yeah okay. you know the super contest is smaller this year there's only like 500 grand for the first prize even less 
has to be, man. Who's going there to, to sign up? I think they gave away two nights, <laughs> two nights to stay at Westgate uh, per week because we're in this contest. So if you ever do go to Vegas, uh, you have a place to stay for free list. And as the guy who signed up for us, if his wife ever kicks him out, he says he has a place to stay now, thanks to us. So uh, that's pretty funny. So And it's also indicative of Vegas must be hurting, man. Oh, I mean, everywhere is hurting, but Vegas has got to be, it's all tourism. I mean, Portugal, like Lisbon is like a lot tourism, like bad, but Vegas is all tourism and it's like, it's indoors. It's the worst, it's the worst of the worst. I mean, I, I can't even, and people's habits change. You got to get everyone back into the mode of doing that. The economy's bad. People don't have, Vegas is pure uh, dis- disposable income to use. It is just, it's the worst of the worst. So perfect that Doritos are playing there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good timing to move there, but anyway. Yeah, it's not. The poor Raiders franchise, it's always one thing. But that was a sick-looking Black Dart Theater-looking stadium. But, um, yeah, that's got to be – that's a rough, rough scene in Vegas. Man, that sucks, man. I always had fun. You know, you can't, don't want to spend more than two, three nights there. But um, I, uh, I do feel for the citizens, and, yeah, that's a that's – a, it's a – definitely a shitty hand no pun intended dealt there dude because that's that's yeah that's that recovery there and the the job losses is devastating yeah and it's just it's hard to rebuild i don't know i mean like what do you do like so it's summer now it's got to be 120 degrees there and you can't not air condition this stuff you can't you know leave vast empty rooms just to get super overheated right i mean stuff's gonna melt you can't just leave like the the sheets and the linens and the bedding at 120 degrees just cooking, can you? Like when there's no one there, they can't, right? No. You know how expensive no. it is just to like air condition those giant buildings, those giant spaces in the summer. I, it's just I can't even imagine what's going to happen. Definitely. There. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on that uh, encouraging note, uh, it's time for me to get to bed. I got to get up and go surfing, but uh, let's do it, man. Let's do the shit. Yeah, I've got a couple wrecks just real quick. Um, uh, first of all, apparently uh, Sasha Baron Corin filmed Borat 2 secretly. It's already in the can, and I could not be more excited for that. And uh, one wreck for you guys this week is called I'm Sorry. It's recently canceled on Netflix, but it's two seasons. It's uh, Andrea Savage, and I'd say one of the closer things to Curb there is. If you're looking for a show to binge, uh, it's called I'm Sorry, and it was just canceled. So that's why I'm bringing that up. What, but, uh, wait, wait, when you, mean, when you say canceled, it was just canceled. It wasn't canceled. What do you mean? I mean, there's canceled, like they didn't renew it for a third year, and there's like, no, got canceled. Because if it was the second canceled, then I would watch it. Why, why, for reasons. No, 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 don't worry. This isn't anything deranged for you. I, I always point out the specific ones that I'm telling you, List. Don't worry about that. Yeah, 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 yeah no, no. So no, I guess we'll have, to leave, we'll have to leave uh, OBJ for uh, next week, but. Uh, Good old fashioned business decision, I mean. Yeah. No one did anything untoward. But yes, like OBJ, yes, the, the, he was always a number two. I told he was more of a number two receiver yeah. this year. Yeah, I just, I, just, I just don't like people shitting on him in my feed. You know, that's the only thing that was bothering me. So, all right, man. Browns, man. All right, dude. Later, all right, man. Take it easy, man. Take care.